Watch podcast. I'm Aaron Berger, a Nebraska Extension Beef Educator. For today's Beef Watch podcast, we're going to be discussing an article from the May issue of the Beef Watch newsletter titled Limit Feeding with a Bale Feeder, Bunk, and a Bucket. To discuss this topic, I'm joined today by Dr. Mary Janowski, who's a Nebraska Extension Beef Systems Specialist. Thanks for joining me today. Well, I'm happy to be here, Aaron. Dr. Janowski, let's talk about this topic of limit feeding. And here I'm thinking about, for many cow-calf producers, we're looking at drought scenarios across the state. Uh, Many situations, they're going to delay turnout on pasture or uh, may have to turn out on pasture for a short time and then find an alternative feed resource. As we think about limit feeding cows, we often thinking about having a fence line bunk, a vertical mixer or a chuck wagon, something like that, that we can deliver a complete diet to the cow, but that's not the only option as we think about limit feeding. Walk through with us maybe some scenarios where we could employ limit feeding techniques without having a feed wagon. Yeah, so I think, um, you know, some of the things that you outlined in the the article, one, I think that a lot of people haven't traditionally thought about is just limiting access uh, to the round bell feeders in terms of the amount of time. So you can still feed in a round bell feeder, but then um, what we see people do would be to either allow them to have access like for the day, they might let them in in the morning and then push them out um, at night, or they might put them out um, and give them access to the hay uh, basically in the evening and then in the morning go and, and push them out or provide them a little bit of supplement as a treat Um, to get them to come out of that area and then lock them out. And the idea here is that you can reduce hay intake, uh, which means that, of course, uh, if that hay is high quality uh, relative to the needs of the animal, um, you may be able to meet her needs while limiting that intake. But the other thing that I think maybe gets underappreciated is that limiting access to the round bell feeder, assuming that everybody has enough headspace, right? So that you have enough places for all the cows to actually get at a feeder when you're limiting uh, the amount of time, you can reduce waste significantly. So it's kind of a win-win, right? That if you have a feed resource that is above the animal's requirement, then you can limit the amount of intake and limit uh, the amount of waste and really actually be able to stretch that hay resource much further. Now, even if the quality isn't uh, greater than the needs, you can still limit feed hay by limiting access and then provide a a supplement by hand feeding a supplement and be able to make that hay resource stretch further that way as well. So Mary, as we were looking at this article, a conversation you and I had was how far can we crank down the time access to the hay. And it's interesting, a University of Illinois study conducted back in, I believe, 2007, they are actually limiting access to those cows to as little as three hours. And again, in that kind of scenario, you have to have enough space around each bale feeder, probably looking at one bale feeder per 10 cows. But they were comparing that to giving the cows free access. And the cows on free access were consuming around 34 pounds of hay per day. The cows limited to three hours were consuming 17 pounds. Again, looking at the quality of the hay, I think this is a situation here where you got to test the hay, know what you have, also understand what are the nutrient requirements of the cow. 
but that's a pretty significant difference as we look at hay consumption. Yeah. I mean, it's huge. And 17 pounds of, of a decent quality hay, you know, can meet a dry cow's requirement. Uh, but even if you don't have a dry cow doing that limit feeding and then supplementing her a little bit more energy dense supplement could, could work really well. I think one of the other things to recognize is that, so three is probably the extreme, right. Of the, the shortest amount of time. And as you start increasing the amount of time, right, you can increase intake uh, to some extent. So you can kind of decide where you need to be based off of what your target intake is. One of the other things I think about if we're looking at a, a limit fed situation with round bale feeders and hay is, as you said, we have the opportunity then to hand feed. The ionophore rumensin offers the opportunity to stretch feed resources. And again, that needs to be fed on a daily basis with at least a pound of feed, but a combination of that with limit feeding helps us stretch feed resources. Right. I mean, I think it's important to recognize the benefit that ionophores can have in terms of uh, basically improving what those animals get out of that feed. And so again, you can kind of crank down how much you're giving them access um, and make up a little bit of that with that ionophore. Uh, which can be, I mean, a huge benefit when feed costs are very high. The onifor is uh, typically uh, quite cost-effective. Let's think a little bit about some management strategies here. You know, if I've got a situation where I'm wanting to limit access to the cows, things like electric fence, thinking about if I've got cow-calf pairs, how do I also meet the needs of that calf? There's some logistics to think through and think about how the application might work as well. Yeah, I actually think um, I think that some people underestimate the power of electric fence. I mean, if your cows um, have been trained to an electric fence, uh, I know that um, we do some limit feeding uh, of hay by hand and feed supplement by hand. And we can use an electric fence to keep those cows in, even when they're being quite restricted on the amount of total feed that they're getting. Um, so I have had a few producers who had some really high quality hay. Uh, they didn't want to sell the hay at the time and they decided that they wanted to just use it. And so this is one of the, the mechanisms that we chose, which was to actually just string up a fence in their lot and have half of the lot be where they had access to the round bow feeders and half of the lot being where they had their loafing area. And amazingly enough, they could keep those cows in even when they're cranking them down to five to six hours a day um, of access. And so I think as long as it's hot, it can be quite effective. Now for calves, right, that, that electric fence um, isn't as effective, but that might be okay, right, for some really young calves because then you can also create a creep area or even just allow them to have access to um, that hay and be able to stimulate some rumination and those types of things. So you think about a cow-calf producer who may be looking at this scenario with a cow-calf pair, uh, they may also need to provide some additional supplement to that calf to meet its protein and energy requirements. Yeah, you know, we've, we've been doing some work with basically management of the young calf when the mom is being limit fed in confinement. And these are in, you know, bunk fed situations. But one of the interesting things that really popped out to me is just how much in those types of situations, if you're limiting 
how much the cow is getting, then you're limiting access to that calf. And we can see a significant gain response in providing that calf with some access to uh, some higher quality feed, you know, some alfalfa and corn and some distillers can go a long way. And I would say, I know there are some people who are very leery of distillers, but distillers in a young calf ration, even just creep feeding a little bit of distillers by hand can be a huge benefit to those calves because they typically are um, protein and energy deficient as they start getting up there in age, you know, three months of age, they should be eating 1% of body weight. If they don't have access to feedstuffs to do that, you'll see a reduction in performance. Anything else on this topic you think would be valuable to think through and understand if producers are thinking about the possibility of limit feeding with this type of scenario? Well, I think one thing that, you know, gets very difficult is actually to know how much the cows are eating. So, you know, you can, you could say, I know how much the, the bale weighs and I put it out. And then the question is how much is waste and how much disappearance is consumption. And I think the bottom line is that anybody using this type of system needs to just pay attention uh, to the condition of those cows. And so they're probably going to have to manage how much time they give access uh, based off of the condition. And I probably would, if it's during breeding, right, we'd probably err on the side of caution in terms of how much supplement versus um, how much we restrict. But at other times, you know, condition can really tell you probably everything you need to know. Thanks again for joining me today. I appreciate being here, Aaron. But for more information on the topic that was discussed in today's Beef Watch podcast, I would encourage you to visit the beef.unl.edu website. Again, the title of the article that was discussed, Limit Feeding with a Bale Feeder, Bunk, and a Bucket.